Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by, you guessed it, our YouTube, YouTube channel. That's hey. right. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to Natural Habitat Podcast. Check out everything that we got to offer there. We are doing uploads every single day of yes. 2017. We're doing it. Yep, still going strong. It's happening. We got 31 uploads so far as the time of right now we're recording this. It's yeah. going to be more. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm going to edit all that out. That. Today is Tuesday, the uh, 7th <laughs> of February and not January 31st, like I said earlier. And we are going to be getting in to a whole themed week. You know what that theme is, my friend? No. Yeah, you do. What is it? I think the listener knows because it should be in the description of this podcast. Well, the listener's two steps ahead of me because I just got here. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to catch you up. This week is brought to you by our YouTube channel. Subscribe right. now. And we're also going to be doing a whole week on the pyramids of Egypt, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure we're really? gonna focus on Egypt. Really? This uh, this group of pyramids around Giza. A lot of questions. A lot of questions raised. Hit that funky is, music. Bring it back this, in. This is a great distraction from life and politics and everything that's going on. I agree. You know, this is one of the questions that have plagued mankind for years. Who built the pyramids? How did they build the pyramids? Why can we not build pyramids now? How built the pyramids? How? Who? What? Why? When and Where? sometimes why? Wow. Wait, I, I was thinking of like vowels for a oh. second. A E Y O U and sometimes why. Oh. But today, it definitely is why, because that's the question that we're going to be asking is why, how, what, pyramids, huh, and more. Hmm. So, you ready? <laughs> I think that's a good setup. If I was listening and if I wasn't a part of the show, I'd be pretty excited. Yeah, me too. All right, let's, let's do it. What now? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Are you speaking English? Catch me outside. How, how about, about that? that? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside. We got to talk about this while it's still relevant. <laughs> it might not even be by the seventh. It's not relevant anymore. It's gone because I heard somebody's mom say it. Yeah, it's not relevant anymore. <laughs> I was outside in the world. And it's one of those memes that just blew up in the memosphere and just fucking. Now it's already over. You see the tattoos? Yeah. That is the fucking craziest part. Yeah, People have I think horrible I think, tattoos uh, of this girl's I think, face. I think Salt Bay was better because like 
a lot of people like um react like reenacted their own and like made their own interpretations and like remade them and shit. And one guy did it with like blunts and like uh-huh. and, and then like the original guy did a bunch of different ones after the first one blew up and uh, I like that one. Um That's that what- girl I think that girl's in I don't, I'm not sure if it's real. I think she's acting or something, you know? Like, I think it's like a character. I think she's just smart. Yeah. And playing really dumb. Oh, I hope. <laughs> you know, because if she's really, if this is really her. See, you, you just think it's funny, but that's what everybody thinks is funny, but it's not. The last thing it is is funny to her. And all these hoes laughing like something funny. Did, did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. He's so confused. <laughs> Like he's never heard anybody talk before. What? Bro, what are you saying? She live streams like every day. You speak in English? Have you seen any of that? No, I haven't. I stay away from her. She live streams every day, so. And just screaming at people. I saw a video of her screaming at one of the interns for Dr. Phil. She's crazy. I hope it's an act because if it's an act, then she's a genius, you know. And then it's like it's like fucking Krispy Kreme, yeah, <laughs> Froggy Fresh, you know. Like if it's an act, it's fucking genius because like that's great, you know. Like like Loretta Jenkins or whatever, you know. Like fucking yeah, like any of these YouTubers, you know, they're not always like they are on camera. So it's really cool to. I hope it's an act. Fuck. Well, if it ain't, if it ain't, I feel bad for it, you know. We'll see. I don't know how, but we'll see. it's not uh, gonna be fun it's like a slim she's like the girl version of slim jesus (laughs) yeah it's not gonna be fun at all (laughs) yeah someone's gonna fuck around and find out that she's not for real whatsoever they 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 keep cashing her outside Mm -hmm. did you see she got dragged in one video no for real (laughs) some girl was beating her up yeah (laughs) she's like here i am outside how about that yeah it was how about that all day Mm -hmm. Man, I think that uh, I think that next week, after this period, period, <laughs> after we go through our period week, <laughs> period mids. Yeah, today, this week we're on our period, and after our period's over, we should uh, we should do like an episode all on meme culture and our, our Egyptian period. How all this shit like catches on, and why it catches on, and why people love it so much and get tattoos of it. Well, it's it's like it's a crazy thing. Yeah, it's it's its own thing. It That's is. for sure. But we're not talking about that today or this week. We are talking about the pyramids. <laughs> I had to make sure, make sure I didn't say fucking periods again. We are talking about the Egyptian pyramids. These things have always been a mystery. Uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza is one of the seven wonders of the world. It was... At a time, one of the tallest structures ever. Uh, it's estimated to have over two million stone blocks that are between two and thirty tons each. And that's the big question: is how did they shape these blocks? How did they get these blocks up? Stack them perfectly? They're all lined up with constellations. And it seems like thousands of years ago when they were made that they wouldn't have been able to do something like this and have it be this precise. So, oh, did I tell you guys that this is the Natural Habitat Podcast? Yeah. And that my name is Mikey Booyah? Yeah, my name is Great Pyramids. Is it? Did we already go through that? No. No, we didn't. Well, no, good. It's, it's cool. Because I was about to say your name, but I didn't know what it was. I forgot it. 
It's great pyramids. So, like, I don't really like to invest a lot of time into this <laughs> friendship, so I don't even really, like, remember your name. I just wait it's for cool. you to say it during the show, and then I pretend that I know it. So, it's cool. Great Pyramids found Great Pyramids <laughs> found uh, found this video that is one of many theories of how the pyramids were built, and this kind of kicked off this whole pyramids week. Yeah, because nobody, no matter what we were taught, no matter what people say, it was all wrong. There was never ever any caskets or graves or anything inside any pyramids. Yeah, there was never any tombs or any fucking. You know, any of that shit. There was no, you know, so it's hard to say one thing when there's no proof of it. You know what I mean? Nobody knows for sure how it was. they were made. Nobody knows, like, too much of anything. Everything is basically up for interpretation still, and it's basically still a mystery. People like to have thought that they knew some things, but they're constantly being proven wrong all the time. And which leads me to believe that we're still a long way from knowing the absolute truth and probably the only way to know it is to rebuild it to do one ourselves you know so yeah i mean like not to take away from the ones already made and not to like you know just start from scratch and fucking build a new one and see if we could even do it yeah it's, you know it's highly improbable <laughs> Yeah, especially uh, especially like with the tools that they had at the time, there's no way that we'd be able to do it. It's never I th- happening. I think that we would complain too much. We'd be like, why can we not bring a crane out here? This is ridiculous. It's 2017. I mean, even with the crane, they can't do it. Yeah. Some of these blocks, it takes so much, you know? Like, I mean, what are they going to move it with? Block weighs more than the crane. Right? It's crazy. And that Maybe. is, that's the question. That's the eternal question, like which came first, the chicken or the egg. And that's why we're going to take these next three days to try to answer that question. And I think that, you know, with the right amount of, uh, with the right amount of research, marijuana. <laughs> with the right amount of marijuana, a little bit of an open mind, some know-how, and some elbow grease, we might be able to make this happen. I don't I know mean, what elbow grease is, though. I never heard of that. You never heard of that. <laughs> never heard of it. Well, we're going to try to find some, but we got we got the rest of the week to figure it out. All right. So uh, this is one of the theories. The first one that we're going to get into is by this guy named Christmas. <laughs> and he, uh, he, wait, Chris Massey's is his name. And he wrote a book, went to Egypt, checked out the pyramids, did this whole thing, wrote a book, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to try to sell it to you. But uh, the theory that he has is extremely interesting and makes a lot of sense. So we're going to get into that. Do you want to just start playing this video and then just kind of pause and play as we go? Sure. Yeah? Are we doing somewhat of a commentary on this? Kind of. All right. I'm just going to blow some minds. We'll let this happen and smoke some bowls, blow some minds. Yeah. Theorizing about the construction process involved in building the pyramids. Much of what shaped his ideas and then formulated his process was already evident and established. The pyramid precinct was already there, 22 feet wide and 33 feet deep. There was evidence of a canal and there was a covered causeway. 
In 450 BC, nearly 2,000 years after the construction of the pyramids, the Greek historian Herodotus travelled to Egypt and visited the Giza Plateau. Here, his guide explained to him that the causeway alone took 10 years to build. Okay, what does that fucking look like to you? That looks like a fucking, like a little floating and shaping area for the blocks. So what the theory is, is that they used the Nile River along with some sort of causeways and little like aqueduct looking systems that channeled the water through and floated the blocks to move them so they would tie whatever to them, make them buoyant, and then float them down this little, you know, makeshift river that they had carved out of the ground. And that explains moving them pretty good. You know what I mean? There's traditional historians yeah, it's, it's definitely a walkway used for ceremonial purposes. Chris saw a pipe, a culvert. Too engineered and far too robust for such a simple function. With these parts of the puzzle already in place, Chris began to construct his own method. The project would begin by putting all of the infrastructure in place. A canal would be dug from the Nile connected to the limestone quarry and as close to the pyramid site as possible. A harbour would be built on the canal and a roofed causeway built from the harbour to the pyramid build area. A moat, that is the precinct, would be dug around the limestone outcrop and filled with water. The workforce would be told that any rock protruding through the water needs chipping off. Once all the protruding stone has been removed, the water level would be lowered and the process repeated. The whole area inside the moat need not be leveled, only around the first meters in. It is imperative the perimeter blocks are precisely level for structural strength like the perimeter walls of a house. The interior is less important and there is little need to remove rock only to replace it with blocks. Once the water level has been dropped to around 30 millimeters around the full perimeter of the pyramid base and no rock is protruding, the foundations are level and ready to receive the blocks. As soon as the project starts and infrastructure is being put in place, quarrying and shaping the blocks can begin. An enormous amount of blocks would be completed by the time the pyramid site is ready to accept them. When limestone is first quarried, it is a relatively soft rock which hardens when exposed to the CO2 in the atmosphere. By placing the blocks straight into water after they're released from the quarry face, the stone will stay softer and more easily worked with copper tools. By shaping the blocks in the water, the water surface can be used as a constant level. Okay. Yeah, that's the shit. There it is. Trip out on that. Because that was one of the biggest questions is how did they get the like the side of the stones so flat? They looked like they were machined and they didn't have any sort of tools back then. Everything was like perfect angles. And that makes sense. You put it in this pool of water, fill it up, and the still water acts as a level. It's always perfectly flat. And you just kind of chip around that. The limestone is soft. Boom, boom, boom. Flatten it down to the water. There you go. Good to go. <laughs> so it's like, that's insane. Already, you tie shit to it, float it up there, 
use the water as a level, I'm already fucking mind blown and convinced that this is how they did it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this is. It seems like it's definitely more of a possibility than what they used to try to tell us in school, where they would have fucking whatever elephants and ten thousand slaves and motherfuckers that ever pulling shit and like yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like the ridiculousness that they would try to tell us back in the day, whatever bullshit they thought, you know, was obviously just like a way to try to mansplain shit that they didn't know what they were talking about. Exactly. Which, which everybody's guilty of. Everybody has, everybody has their different theory. And depending on where you're growing up, where you're learning this from, what school you're going to, what kind of school you're going to, you're going to get different information. And people will print it in a book and act like it's real because it's one of these things where it's open for interpretation. Yep. So you'll get, you know, hard facts that are all different from different sources. And, uh, it's crazy. But um, this right here is fucking how they did it. We don't even need to do any more <laughs> theories. Yeah, so right. we'll see you guys next week. We're taking <laughs> a week off. We fucking solved it. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. And it's crazy like how many different theories there are that don't make even as much, even half as much sense as this does. Yeah, I mean, like, they basically built a waterway to the quarry where they're cutting the rocks. Uh-huh, and then to so the pyramid. The rocks straight to the job, yep. you know? Boop, like, ba-doop, like, ba-doop. They fucking tie the shit to the rocks, have a fucking, some sort of animal, like an ox, pulling it, and brings it right over. That's way easier than anything else. And you might be saying, well, how do they get the rocks on the pyramid? Well, we got that, too. Shh. That's part of it. Shh. Let's keep going. <laughs> By moving floats around the blocks, they could be easily turned in the water and all six sides leveled and shaped. Furthermore, working in water is also a more pleasant, cool, dust-free environment. The outer casing blocks would be quarried upstream at the quarry at Tura. A groove would be precisely carved into the quarry floor and every block would be placed into the groove during shaping. So you kind of have to see this as a level. to understand what they're saying. Into- but there's a V-shaped <coughs> groove in the bottom of the floor where they put the corner at like a right angle. Yeah. You know? And then that gives them the angle that they need to shape the face rocks, the you know, the upward angle or whatever. So um, they level it out by the surface of the water. And it's really ingenious. It's really smart. You You definitely have to see it to uh you know it's hard it's hard to imagine it through the explaining it yeah but we'll, we'll it's try definitely to use, worth seeing we'll try to use this picture right here as the the artwork for the episode yeah but uh but yeah man that's crazy and you could go there now and there's this thing there's no water in it but you can imagine there being water in it and there is this upside like this little v cut out in the floor that is a perfect fit for the angle. It's not like you could kind of put it in there and make it work. Like, that is the angle of the stones that are on the pyramid. So they obviously fucking made them there. It's like, fucking doy-doy, guys. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's crazy, like, how how precise they did it just using nature, pretty much. And another dope thing about the Giza pyramid is that 
it's the most like perfectly aligned structure ever built. It faces true north with three sixtieth of a degree off, which is nothing. So it's almost, almost true north. And true north changes throughout time as we go through space. So all the stars stay the same. Shout out to Eddie Bravo. But things change a little bit. So at one point when they built this, it could have been true north. And then it's just been shifting throughout time. You know what I mean? So they definitely knew what they were doing. That's for Whoever. another day. We got to talk about the true north thing. Whoever it was. Yeah. The groove would produce exactly the same angled face, which would line up perfectly when placed. The casing block angle can be checked by using a simple water level. The quarrying process can take place all year round. Once shaped, the blocks would have floats attached and then left in a store area on the quarry floor. Ideally, the floats would be made from cedarwood. The density of limestone is around 2.5 ton per cubic meter. When placed in water, each cube displaces one ton of water, so you only need 1.5 ton of buoyant material attached to float a stone block. Cedarwood has a density of around 500 kilograms per cube, so around three cube of cedarwood would be required to float each cube of limestone. That's nothing. The amount of buoyant material required could be massively reduced by either hollowing out the wood or replacing the wood with more buoyant material. But then, as now, Egypt was not blessed with large forests and an abundance of timber. So the floats would be made from sealed papyrus matting wrapped around inflated animal skins. Papyrus grew in abundance and the whole population knew how to work it making everyday products from shoes to curtains with it. Papyrus buoyancy properties were well known and had been used for millennia to make simple rafts. Animal skins were commonly used to store liquids such as wine and water. When empty and inflated, they make excellent floats. By having the floats pre-attached to the blocks, they would float in the water, not on it. So saving thousands of man-hours trying to load the multi-ton blocks on top of unstable rafts. The blocks would require far less buoyant material to float them in the water due to the Archimedes principle of displacement. No blocks will be lost to the river floor due to capsizing as any block floating low can just have more buoyancy attached. If floating a few tons of stone blocks seems improbable to you, then consider right now we have oil tankers sailing on the oceans weighing several thousand tons. When it comes to size and weight, anything can float. The majority of the pyramid building workforce would have been farmers and only available during the three month flood season when their fields were underwater and unworkable. When flood season begins, the Nile would rise and deepen the water in the quarry floor. Thousands of blocks would float up ready for transportation. Multiple blocks could be roped together <laughs> and using either men in reed boats They're the smartest on a towpath be dragged up towards the Giza Harbour. Leading work, from the harbour to the Pyramid Precinct yep. is a they covered really causeway. The causeway is like a water pipe and totally filled with water from bottom to top. 
The bottom of the causeway has two gates built into it. The lower gate is level with the water in the harbour, while the upper gate is around 8 metres further up the causeway, at a much higher level. The higher gate is closed, sealing off the pipe and holding all the water in above. The lower gate is then opened. Although the upper gate stands on a higher plane than the lower gate, the water will stay in place because it is not exposed to atmospheric pressure. It will act like water in a glass pint pot when turned upside down in a water-filled sink, with the water staying in place even though it's above the sink's water level. <laughs> atmospheric air pressure is the equivalent of a 25-foot high column of water. With the bottom gate open, blocks can be floated into the causeway. When the space between the two gates is full of blocks, the lower gate can be closed and the upper gate opened. Dope. Okay, so it's a, it's a lock system, just like how they raise ships. Yeah, and this is just at the bottom of the causeway. This is just like, this is where it attaches to the river mm -hmm. and then gets taken up to the building area where the pyramid is at. Yeah, because the pyramid's up higher, <clears throat> up on this uh, on this little like plateau. Yeah. So they kind of had to float, literally float the stones up the side of this hill. And... In a stone pipe. Yeah, and a stone pipe that was all closed and holding water <laughs> without blowing. The blocks will then float upwards towards the water-filled precinct. Due to the pressure of water on the bottom gates, an extra pair of gates would be built around halfway up the causeway to reduce this pressure. An endless rope could be thread through the floor of the causeway and the blocks attached to speed up the flotation through the tube. After levelling the precinct, the moat would be semi-refilled with water. The blocks would float up the causeway and into the water-filled precinct. The first blocks to be placed are Tura-angled casing stones. They would be floated around the precinct and lowered into position along a precise, remarked line. When building a house, the perimeter brickwork is placed first to give the building its precise shape and strength with the roof sitting on the perimeter brickwork and the majority of the internal wall not being load-bearing. Be it a house yeah. or a jigsaw, by starting and joining the perimeter pieces, a uniform shape is made. The interior will be then easily sorted out. The same will apply to pyramid building. Get the outer blocks precisely placed and the structure will have the right shape. The first few layers behind the facing blocks would need to be precisely cut and joined together to give the structure inherent strength. Due to the lower blocks not being raised above the precinct height, larger blocks can be placed, giving a strong foundation to the building. As each block layer is placed, it is checked for level against the water's surface. Adjustments would then be made to the blocks. When a layer has been completed and level checked, more water is added to the precinct moat, making the water deeper, so that the next layer can be floated into position. This process would continue until the water is level with the top of the precinct wall, which was around 8 metres high. 
When the first few layers have been positioned and are nearly level with the precinct wall, the blocks will have to be raised above the precinct water level. By building a lift shaft onto the side of the pyramid, we would recreate a similar structure to the causeway. Again, build two separated gates at the bottom of the shaft, fill the shaft with water, and again, close the second gate to hold the water in the shaft. Open the first gate and float in numerous blocks. Then shut the first gate, open the second gate, and the block will float up to the summit of the pyramid. To keep water pressure down on the lower gates, every 15 meters or so, additional pairs of gates will be built into the shaft. Here we see blocks floating up the water lift shaft. <laughs> so they just floated them bitches right up the side. I have said. Boop, boop, boop. And you could see on the fucking, the side of the Pyramid of Giza, that there is this like little, it's like a little shaft on the side of it that was built. Uh, it's, am I thinking of the right one or is that a different one? I don't know. But uh, maybe it's a different one. But, you know, you've seen those on pyramids, especially like Mayan pyramids and shit. There's always like little fucking stairways and shit up the side. And maybe underneath those stairways are like these same kind of things. Oh no, I I know it's pretty uh pretty smart, that's for sure. It's really fucking to, smart. Yeah, it's like it's it's probably one of if you could think of like an easier way. Yeah, there is no you, easier way. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> like honestly, like it's that smart. It's like it's like uh it's like somebody showed somebody how to do that or something. <laughs> you know, it's like look, it's like this dummy. Yeah, who the fuck figured that out? Yeah, I don't. This guy is apparently. <laughs> it's like this, dummy. Yeah, exactly, and that's how it makes you feel. You know, when you watch it, you're like, "Holy shit, this is real." Yeah, and it's like this is obviously what they did. We gotta just recreate it. I mean, like, that's the that's the step. You know, that's what science is supposed to do. Is when you have these hypotheses, you gotta test it. Yeah, you're supposed to test it, bring it to life. Well. This is cool in a model, and it says it works, so so it works, I guess. But, I mean, like, build it. Build it and show something and prove it once and for all, you know? And yep. should be it. You know, and, th and that's the final say in everything, really. And and um, we don't do that as often. Well, maybe Christmas is going to do it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Think about think about it. It's probably just, like, the cost alone is why somebody doesn't want to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it it would cost the country. You know what I mean? Like, somebody would have to pay for it. Um, it would cost more money than somebody's got. Some some crazy like billionaire would like have to like donate all his money to that cost, or some money dies, or something like that. Yeah, it would have to be like some amazing like you know circumstance. But it would be cool to see what if what if they don't even. Um, Build the actual pyramid. What if they just build the, the this the aqueduct or this this um, step by step thing? You know what I mean? Like just show this and then float fucking float three blocks up there. Yeah, like three fucking however many ton blocks they are. You know what I mean? Float these motherfuckers up yeah. and and show us just to prove that if I mean if you could do it with three blocks, then you could do it with a whole fucking force of Egyptians under your like control if you're a pharaoh and you're like build this shit ho 
make it yeah. happen. And you think about how the Egyptians had to build the pyramid. Seems like it was a pretty cush job. They were hanging out in water half the time. Like <laughs> <laughs> after, yeah, because you know, like all the horror stories that you heard about how like it's ten thousand slaves. And yeah, and all the whipping and, and all the like dragging and, uh, of the everybody died making it and like all these things. So. Yeah. Well, it turns out they were just splashing around, having a good time, drinking margaritas, <laughs> chiseling away. Well, I'm not saying any. I'm not saying this is right either, you know. But it's possible. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's it's a fucking, it's it's definitely a possibility. Yep. Because there's a, there's all these theories over the years, and there's a new one where there's a painting that we had seen forever misinterpreted. They made that video. Discovery was pushing it about how they used. Uh, a whole group of people, hundreds of people with ropes pulling the stones and they had someone in front pouring water on the sand to cut the friction in half. And that explains how you could move a stone from one place to one place on flat sand. Yeah, that's cool and all, but... Yeah, that's not yeah. building a pyramid. That, yeah. That'll give me a fucking pile of... Not even a pile of stones. It'll give me a group of stones side by side next to each other in the middle of the desert. Which is not a pyramid. Yeah. So this theory is a lot better. Yeah, I mean, like it's not. I mean, that's a. It's a possibility of something that could have happened. Like, um, I guess they proved that it's possible that you can <laughs> slide a, a brick, you know. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's possible to I mean, do that. Yeah, it's possible to slide a brick across sand. You're right. Yep. A yep. Big one. Good job. Yep. Good job. Uh, you want to hear something trippy? What? When they first went into the Pyramid of Giza, this big one, very first time they went in there, they found a swivel door that was made out of a huge 20-ton stone that you could push open with one finger from the inside. You just push it, boop, and it swivels open. But then from the outside, after it closed, you couldn't even see that there was an opening there and when they did find, like, the crack, it was so minuscule they couldn't even put, like, a crowbar or their fingers in there or anything like that to open it up. So you can't open it from the outside whatsoever. But if you're on the inside, you could just be like, boop, and just kind of push it open like a, like, like a fucking door at 7-Eleven. No big deal. And it's a 20-ton stone. You know, they're smart motherfuckers. That's what I mean. Like, it, they they... Somehow knew so much, and and we lost it all. We lost every bit of it. We know a lot of shit now. We know a lot of cool shit, a lot of different shit. We got a lot of technology, but we don't even know what other technology they had. I guarantee if they were this smart, they had a lot of other smart shit, too. They might not have had Facebook, but they probably had some fucking other shit, you know? Yep. And uh, a lot of it was lost, like you said. We'll never know. But uh, it's crazy shit, man. It's definitely crazy. And so uh, I don't think that we need to do... There's a little bit less of this left of this video, but that's pretty much the main shit is that they floated it up and then they built another kind of canal that held water at the top so they could float the blocks around to wherever they needed to go. And it's pretty much a stacking process after that. Yeah. So that is gangster as fuck. And I'm convinced that that's how they made it. So this week is going to be me 
becoming convinced about all different theories. <laughs> I think. Yeah, that, I'm gonna be I, like, this is definitely how they did it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I predict also as well. Yeah, because you know, we we don't know as much as we think we know, and everybody like is okay with like we all went to school and learned one version of something, right? Yeah, and we've gone through life ever since believing that version without ever questioning it. And I think that's a bad thing. You know, that's a super bad thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you gotta, you gotta like constantly update, you know, it's just like your phone or your iTunes or, you know what I mean? Any, your computer or anything else you got, you got to update all the time. You know, you got to stay up to date and you got to stay relevant and you got to, you know, stay with the times. Shit we learned 30 yeah. years ago, it doesn't hold water today. You know, shit we heard fucking 10 years ago doesn't really hold true to t today, you know what I mean? And shit's forever evolving, so it's really... Yeah, you're supposed to, uh, you're supposed to evolve. And, you know, it sucks that, uh, it sucks that we're taught these things, and it makes me think of, like, that guy Ken Ham that uh, debated Bill Nye. He has the Creationism Center, has the Noah's Ark experience, and he teaches all these kids that come in that, uh, like, all these things about how the Earth is 6,000 years old and how carbon dating is wrong and how science is wrong and how global warming isn't a thing and, like, all these different things. And then he tells them, he, like, makes a fact to tell people you will be challenged and you will be told that you're wrong, but these people are like against you and you need to like not listen to them and stay strong and stick to your beliefs. And it's like, no, you need to constantly learn. Life is about learning. So for him to say that to kids, hey, people are going to tell you that you're wrong, but don't listen to them. It's like, but you kind of are wrong. So maybe you yeah, should listen should. to them. It's crazy. So you can't always trust what you're being taught. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what we're here to do is teach you a bunch of different things so that way we're not just teaching you one thing and then you gotta go trust it you know what I mean you we're not here to teach anything honestly we're here to question things that's all we're here to just you know yeah. I mean we're just yeah. putting out some facts yep so uh, on Thursday we're gonna be looking back at what we were taught when we were kids about the pyramids what was wrong what was right what we know now and on saturday we're gonna be uh saturday's a surprise it's a, it's a saturday it's a surprise saturday and now i want to watch the mummy yeah after this so maybe we'll have two saturday episodes it'll be a double feature yeah mm -hmm. all right well uh i am headed out right now i'm gonna hop on the jet 50 million thousand and go to the pyramids of giza Signing off. Smelling off. I saw that. That was gross. Natural Habitat Recordings.